Okay, okay, okay. Versatile Vigilante, Young Vince, Uncle Vinny. Got the man in the building, Mr. Killer Kiva. It's Killer Kiva. Gang, oh, gang. What's going on, fam? Good to be here, bro. Good to have you here. I appreciate it, bro. How's uh, how's life treating you, man? This has us ups and downs, you know, like everybody else. Exactly. You know, as you grow older, the ups are higher and the downs tend to not be as low as they were before. So it's like, you know, if you do stocks and stuff, it looks like... That's real shit. Over time, the graph is going up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a very good way to look at it, man. Yeah. Fuck, bro. I, um, you 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 reached out to me and I was checking out your your work mm -hmm. and you have a very very interesting uh, discography and you know just judging off the IG, I've lived a very interesting life too. Yeah. So I'd love to kind of get a backstory of how where you grew up, how you grew up, and we can go from there. So music was always kind of part of my life. My dad played keyboards. Okay. You know He's kind of a regular legend in the city, actually. He produced after he played for keyboards. He played for Toots and the Metals, which is like one of the biggest reggae bands okay. of the older times. Jamaican? Yeah. Dope. Toured the world and stuff for like 40 years. Came back here, produced some people here. He has like a gold plaque, mm. Canadian gold certification. Uh, <clears throat> my mom always loved music. She loves reggae. That's kind of how they met. When he was on tour and stuff. Okay. She's French. So I lived in France for like five years, from five to ten. Learned how to read and write in French. And started creating music in French, actually, as well. With a friend of mine, shout out to Midi. You know what I'm saying? We actually reconnected recently. Dope. We're going to drop some French music. Uh, we did uh, started doing that. Came back here. Went to a French school. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, it's the same school uh, Smiley went to. So we were boys as kids. Bye or bye. You know what I'm saying? Mr. B.O.B. Shout out to Smiley the same way. And uh, I used to tour within all the French community schools playing the music that I had made before. And this was like in sixth grade, so I didn't even know what the hell was happening. Right. But they were like, ooh, French content. Let's push it to show all the other French kids that they should be more French. Because I guess French kids were here weren't as French as me because I came straight out off of France. I was like, oh. You know, kid asked me how to play. If I wanted to play soccer, I was like, oh, P.S., soccer. Okay, I thought, you know, because we call it fo football. football you know what right. Saying? So uh, from there, I just started making music. <clears throat> my dad had a neck shorty. My dad's kind of a player still. I get that, <laughs> I get that from him. But uh, he had a neck shorty and a son, and he had a FL Studio 8. Yep. And he showed me how to use FL Studio 8. And so that's kind of when I started producing. I started producing first. Made a lot of music with a lot of people. Didn't really go well. Some of it went well. And then uh, started making music for myself. Kind of. Very cool, bro. Was your dad, so he was heavy in the music. Was he pushing you to be in it? Or do you feel like you kind of naturally went in? He wanted me in? to be a reggae pianist. Okay. he wanted me to be just like him. Kind of like how dads do. Yeah, junior. But I was like, nah, I'm too good for that. I want to be either the producer or the artist, right? I wanted to be more involved in the actual creation and less involved in the live part. But I guess live music kind of died down for my generation. True. Especially, I feel like, in, like, the hip-hop space, where it's much more about That's studio true. recordings. Yeah. So when you moved to... You spent around five to ten in France. Yeah. Coming here, did you feel like it was kind of a culture shock? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Yeah, it's less racist. It's, uh... Less sexist, but I'm sure France is less sexist now because the whole transition. 
But it was like, I came here and my mom, she tells this story to all her friends. She's like, oh, the first day of school, the first thing I told her is like, yo, there's girls playing soccer with the guys. <laughs> and that was like a shock to me. But other than that, <clears throat> being a black person in France, I wasn't really too like shocked to see uh, that many more cultures here. Because there's a lot of cultures where I was from. Right. Because I was in the ghetto. So a lot of Arabs, a lot of Africans. So when I came here, it's kind of the same thing, except there's more Asians and Indians, I guess. Okay. Other than that, no, not really. Was it, you were in like a Paris suburb? Or? No, I was in the south of France. In south Toulouse. of France, okay. Yeah. Very cool, bro. That's an interesting point you made where it's less racist, because I know there's a bit of that. Definitely. There's like, a, um, Europe is so open-minded, but it, which is true, but there is some real. Yeah, no, it's definitely racist. Hell Yeah, yeah. Like, over there is actually racist. Like, uh, in the ghetto. In the ghettos of the south of France, at least. I don't know about everywhere France, but where I was, it was the Arabs running it. <clears throat> and even Arabs are very racist. I would say Arabs are the most extremist of people, right? So they either really love you or they really hate you. Right. And most uh, Muslims don't like Jews, for mm. example. And so there's stuff like that. Then there's, like, the whole, oh, I'm Moroccan and you're Algerian because it's the ghetto, right? So it's like, oh, this is our hood. That's right. your hood. Huh. And then there's, and the, then there's people the people war, of yeah. France. Like. So then I was there. When I was there, when I lived there, you had to have your picture on your resume. Okay. Yeah, because naming your son Peter wasn't good enough anymore. <laughs> very interesting, man. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. And then coming here when you were, um, like, kind of in that elementary school age, did yeah. you feel like the kids you were growing up with had more or less the same interests as the kids back in France? Like was, mm, yeah, kind of. Kids like uh, boys like sports. Yeah, arts. Girls like arts more. Video games is big in the kids community. Pretty much same shit. Yeah, pretty much. Like for kids, it's pretty much the same. Like the shows with the kids. For kids are the same. Mm -hmm. uh, I was told this. I'm not sure if it's true. I never fact checked it. But we had totally spies in France. And apparently the writer for Totally Spies is French. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, the shows are the same here and there. Type. Right. Very cool, man. Because we grew up here doing, like, French school and all that. But it's not France French. Like, it's Quebec influence, you uh, know? Yeah, yeah, it's the Franco-Italian French. Yeah, exactly. It's different still, yeah. It is different. <clears throat> so when you were uh, kind of dibbling and dabbling in the music shit, were you showing your friends? Were you kind of keeping it to yourself? How did that go? Well, I've always had a circle of people around me making music. Mm -hmm. I enjoy sharing, you know what I'm saying? Living in the moment. So sharing the moment is like the biggest joy you could do if everybody's on the same vibration. The higher the vibration, the better. Uh... So I always had people that were interested in making music. If they were interested and they didn't make music, they started making music after we started making music together or this, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Right. Some people wanted to be videographers. Some people wanted to be just producers, you know? Some people wanted to be just rappers. But I always had kind of a circle around me, I would say. Very important. Is that uh, is 64 House? Yeah, 64 House, pretty much. Yeah? yeah. Explain that a little bit, because I saw that's on your IG bio. I took a look. Yeah, so 64 House is pretty much the address of the house. So you, will, you won't get the street, but it's the number of the, sh of the house. Where I grew up, and my mom was a 
you could say pretty liberal. She let us kind of do everything as long as it was safe. So she liked the idea of providing the safety of the house. So we had a lot of parties at my house. So we used to, like, you know what I'm saying? The first times we're getting drunk. The first times we started smoking weed. All that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Having girls around. You know what I'm saying? Playing girls and stuff. <laughs> uh, I started there. And then all the, f- like, the core friends, we all had the interest of music together. So we all made music together. And some of them grew up and did their own thing, but at heart, you know, if they make music still, it's still from the same, like, core, which would be 64 hours. I really like that, man. That's a very organic story. Like, it's the the number oh, of yeah. your house, and that's where your homies work. When I blow work. up, it's going to be a whole movie. Trust Real shit. Enough things to talk about. A lot of legendary shit yeah. in that house, I could imagine. Yeah, definitely. That was in Toronto? Yep. Dope. Yeah. Very dope, man. You touched on an interesting point about your mom where she wanted you guys to, like, I w- I'd rather see you doing, you know, doing what like you're doing. Know, know where you are. Know that you're safe. I rate that, man. Do you have kids? No, I want kids. Do you think really you would have least. a similar approach as to what your mom had where it's like, you know what? I'd rather you safe in this house if you're going to do shit. Yeah, but, my, like, but I would also educate my kids a lot more, right? Because it's like, there's a lot of things to do and there's a lot of things not to do and it's like okay yeah maybe some kids their brains are younger and stuff like that but it's more about the awareness of how it's going to affect you in the long run so it's like letting kids do certain things at a younger age is letting them create bad habits right that's a very good point man. so i would definitely be more strict but also i'm a man right so i would also be more masculine in raising my kids than my mom would be real shit logically Real shit. That's a great point as well, where it's like, you know, drinking, smoking, weed, like, there's nothing wrong with it, but you got to know how to use that. You got to be... Yeah, I mean, drinking alcohol is a poison. Yeah. I drink, you know what I'm saying? Ray and nephew, shout out, boom, boom, boom. Ray, Ray, Ray. Sponsor. But uh, it's definitely a poison. You know? yeah. yeah. It's like, exactly, like, you're if you do this, okay, but this is what you're going to do to yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Real shit. I like that mentality. Real shit, bro. So when did you start, um, like, really going hard with, with the music? Like, what was it? Was there a certain thing? As an thing? artist? Yeah. I would have to say probably four years ago as an artist. Okay. I dropped 22 because I wanted to, like, start my music stuff when I turned 22. So the story between, behind 22 is I was with the friends of 64 House, and we're like, okay, it's my birthday. Let's make a whole track and drop it today. And so we made the beat. We recorded it. And mix and master it. And we just, uh, we made the art cover and then we just dropped it. Dope. So then that made me want to do more. And then from there, Money Zombies, I believe. Yep. And so the thing about that is I was making a lot of music behind the scenes and any artist, I mean, not any artist, but for me, my biggest challenge as an artist is releasing music. If it was making music, I have no problem with making music. Like, I could be in the studio with any artist, I feel like, and kind of bring out the best of the in the vibe and thus in the music to make the best track possible that we can at that time. Got you. That's kind of because I idolize certain producers like Dr. Dre and such. But uh, that's when I fully started doing it, trying to do it for myself, which is way harder than when you're working for someone else. For example, if when I mix and master my tracks, way harder than mixing and mastering other people's tracks. When I'm working on editing the video for my video, it's way harder. I feel like I'm more critical. You're more like judgmental of yourself. So 
that was a big roadblock in me dropping a lot of music that I've recorded back then. Also working with a producer that really never got me my masters. Mm. And like, it's a, it's a recurring story. I, almost every artist that happens to them too. So it's like, that was my learning curve. I would say. What does that mean exactly? Like they are working on the track for you and they never gave you back the original? No. So it's like you, when you record a track, right? So you're going to record, you have the raw vocals like this, such. Then you're going to edit the vocals to make them sit on the instrumental and such. And you have to mix it, right? Mix and master it. Got you. So that would be equalizing the different frequencies in the song so that it sounds like general music that we're used to. Right. And like so when you hear that my song after another song, it's not like, oh, the volume's too low, oh the voice is too high, oh you know what I'm saying? It's like oh it just flows and then the next song will flow with it. Um, so the final version of the song I never received. Okay. So I have a version where it's like sounds semi good. Yeah. But it's not there. You know, it's but, kinda raw. Yeah, exactly. Got you. Does that motivate you to be more? And I know you said it's difficult for you to master, mix and master your own shit. But does it kind of motivate you to do that more? Because then you have everything, like less room for uh, fucking around. Nah, it motivates me to work with the right people more, right? Got you. Right, because once you work with a bad person, after that, when you work with a good person, you want to work with that person more, right? Huge Naturally. facts. But I do like working with myself. It's just harder. I get that. And it's a I learning curve. It's a learning curve. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong too, like it's good to have a outside a, a oh, perspective definitely. too, where it's definitely. like, you're not hearing this, but this guy would exactly. hear it. If, especially if it's someone that's more knowledgeable than you. Right. Because right? if it's someone that can just say, oh, it doesn't sound right, and then not tell you what's wrong with it, that doesn't really help. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's what's the problem? Like, how do yeah, I like, fix that? How do that? I fix it? Yeah, exactly. Real shit. That's a great point, too, of, you know, uh, music experience. Like, even someone like your dad, who's been doing it for so long, he's probably heard so many different things. And, like, yeah. they get, yo, music is experience, too, man. That is true. So, yeah. It's yeah, very valuable. Yeah. The more hours you put into anything, the more knowledgeable you become, so the easier it becomes. Real shit. Are you, uh, do you feel like you're pretty locked in with a couple certain producers now? I would want to be more, but, yeah. It's like goals, you know. I have goals to be locked in with some bigger producers. That's what I really want to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One thing that I saw, so I I watched a few of your videos. I watched uh, Money Zombies Fire. I really like how you directed a lot of them, which I find very, very, like, refreshing. Okay, so explain that to me. Uh, To me, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm watching this. I'm like, I know this guy knew what he wanted to do before the video was made. And he was able to. So for Money Zombies, not at all. I'm more talking to, I know Gabagoo. Gabagoo, yeah. And then Canon, yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Because those those both came out like in the last year, right? In the last 12 months. I think Money Zombies came out in 2019. Right. You have evolved since then in terms of wanting to do a little more on the directing side, visual side? Yeah, definitely. Because it's like. Once you know what you look like on camera, then you could have a better experience. Once you know what the shot's going to look like. Right. You could be like, oh, I would rather shoot here than there. Because like, you can have an image of a place that looks super sick in your mind. And you get there when, with the camera, out of the camera, you don't see the top of the trees. Mm-hmm. You don't see everyone's sick kicks. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's like, oh, it's not at all what I thought it was because I didn't have the experience of knowing, like, oh, if you want that, you need a real big, crazy cinematic lens that's going to go crazy and those cost more money and very, very, very slow. Like, Got you. Yeah. To your point, experience again. Yeah, exactly. The more you do this shit, yeah. 100%. Let's talk a little bit about Gabagool, because that was the first one that I, I saw of yours. First question for you. Are you a Sopranos fan? I want to be. You want to be? Yeah, it's like one of the best shows on that spectrum of shows. Hell yeah. You know why I asked you that? Because right, yeah. I am for sure, but like Gabagool yeah, is fucking yeah. nuts, the whole yeah, shit, that's you know? The, that's one of their big reoccurring things. Hell yeah. But I know, is that a, a weed reference in the song? It was a Graba reference in the song. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I'm listening to it. You said you're like smoking on Gabagoo. Yeah, stressed out smoking the Gabagoo. I fucked with that. That worked really well, bro. Yeah. That worked very well. So. I like that. And the other thing about that song, too, that I wanted to ask you about, more the video, actually. You're in a room. There's a bunch of movie posters and shit yeah. like that. Is that all your shit? Uh, not actually. To be honest, uh... You know what I'm saying? It belongs to a good friend of mine okay. that's currently in jail. You know what I'm saying? Free FIFA. Free FIFA. You know what I'm saying? Free FIFA to that's backwards. He's going to be home soon, I hope. Uh, I was holding on to those, and I'm like, okay, let me just use these because these, all of these posters are extremely sick. Fire. You know what I'm saying? Fire. From the anime ones to the pro-black ones, like Malcolm X with the AK. Yep. Madness of Society you know posters yeah. in there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Very dope, man. I really enjoyed that video because there was, it, it was uh, pretty simple, but it was very, very like a visually appealing. Respects so. uh, the colors, the green and shit. I fucked with that. Yeah, yeah, that was dope, bro. Are you a big movie guy? Like we yeah, like watching a lot of shit. I don't watch a lot of new movies anymore. I have the ones. I would say I I do geek out on like things like Star Wars and. The Harry Potter universe, Marvel, and such. Interesting. Uh, but I do like a lot of the actual classic movies. I like cinematography more than anything. Mm -hmm. So certain shows where I'll see there's crazy angles or there's crazy color grading, I'll be like, whoa, this is more appealing to the eye. And most people don't understand why, but I'll be try they're trying to dissect it and stuff. Real shit, man. The different, especially in like, I don't know if you're a fan of like 70s and 80s, type like the colors and the the, yeah. the vibes that they had in those exactly. bro it's way, it, different. way different man it's actually different yeah hugely different yeah. It, it's like a little grimier too but flashier at the same it's weird man yeah, i love yeah. it it's like retro at that point retro yeah. exactly man what is some of your favorite shit some of my favorite like what because you say favorite shit that's like uh favorite favorite films directions favorite film that made like a big impact on you like fuck when i watched this i felt something uh there's certain movies i watched on shrooms right mm. like uh planet sauvage which is a french directed movie but it's like a animation movie i gotta check that uh mr nobody I gotta check that too um was that the truman show yeah, with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that one. That one was when I started smoking weed. <laughs> it's like all my paranoia is wearing that movie. Uh, the Fifth Element. My mom loved that one, so I watched it a lot. And it's like every time you watch that movie, you pick up something new to me. So. I got it. That's three movies that I have to check out. Putting me on. Yeah. Fuck with that, man. Truman Show definitely 
address some fears with me as well, man. Stuck yeah, in a right? fucking stuck and in a box. To you, yes, so, and you would never know because everyone's just perfectly coordinated. In a way, it's a good uh, relation to the idea of free will or destiny. Because if there's no such thing as free will, then it's just destiny. And each person, like, perception of life or their consciousness even would be the idea of the Truman Show that you're doing stuff, but you're not really doing it. You're just in a bubble where everything's just happening. 100%. Did uh, you men only I'm bringing this up, you mentioned you watching that on Shroom. Did that, was that something that kind of opened your eyes to that a little bit more? I mean, Shroom just opened my eyes, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was to that specifically at the time. It was a while back. But not that. Shroom's definitely opened my eyes. Shrooms is something's always just intrigued me because never done shrooms. I have, I have, and I had a similar feeling to that of like, you just feel more. I feel like you just definitely. fucking learn about yourself more. It's yeah, definitely. It's it was in you already. It's just kind of brought yeah, no, it out like more. It's always there. But yeah, you're like able to see outside the perception that you're used to. So activated something. Yeah, is that part of the creative process for you? It started becoming. Yeah. Yeah, I like taking shrooms and then trying to create music. But I like to just alter my states of thinking and creating music. So getting drunk is probably the main one because I smoke all the time. So that's regular for me. I get that, bro. It's one. It's, some, it's just something about being an artist where just getting a little fucked up is it just makes sense sometimes, oh, yeah, you know? Sure. It's, it's, it's been the history of music. Like I like to study everything. My favorite thing is to learn about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my current producer idols, he goes by the professional. Like that's what he, his, like his IG bio says. And so I like the idea of having something like that. So I'm like I'm gonna start calling myself the professor, as my friends call, started calling me the professor Stizzy. So the professor is an inter- interesting thing to me. And so when I hear stuff, I'm trying to dissect it more than ever, you know? Got you. I like that too, man. When you say, like, learning, is it about just specific topics that interest you, or is it more about yourself, like what you... It's everything. Yeah. Everything. So it's like... As a kid, I was really cocky. I like to think I was smarter than everybody. I came up with like a lot of quotes and stuff that I find like are still relevant to this day. Um, and through those, I like to open my mind. And the more you open your mind, the more you actually get to know stuff. Uh, at the end of the day, there's the things that you know that you know. There's the things that you know that you don't know. And then there's the things that you don't know that you don't know. Right? So the unknown unknown, I believe, is way bigger than anything you could even conceive so that being said you should be trying to at least know about the things you don't know right and expand your knowledge about the things you don't know to then after then learn them and so they became become known knowns real shit so within the music there's like dissecting the music how music makes people feel like the, uh, everything movies the cinematography like how different how there's certain sequences that every movie uses because it became the average that when your brain sees that, it automatically reacts the way that the editor or producer wants it to. There's science, you know, quantum physics, quantum computers, 
doesn't really make sense. It's all theories, but it's good to know about. 100%, man. I, I relate to that because I feel like it just makes life more interesting. Yeah, exactly. There's so many things. So many things, man. There's so many things to learn about. And I don't know. I feel like you being a guy that moved around quite a bit, yeah. I feel like that kind of helps you understand that too. Definitely, yeah. Because I feel like I wouldn't know, but I feel like if you stayed stuck in the same place your whole life, then your habits would become your life, right? Yeah. when you go somewhere else, you have to change your habits to adapt to wherever you are. So the more knowledge you know, the more you can adapt to anything, right? Like some of the people I know, they have some crazy survival knowledge. Like if, if a zombie apocalypse happened right now, that's who I'm calling him. Like, yo, let's meet up. Because he'll know how to start a fire or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jump a car. All those little things. It's like, hey, I don't know those things, but someone out there knows them, so. Bro, it's crazy that you brought that example up because I was thinking about that recently. I was at a cottage with my buddies and like a couple of them are really good outdoorsmen. Like, I don't know. I don't know enough about that shit. They were able hmm. to like start the fire. They were yeah. like cooking on the fire and shit. And I'm like, geez, bro, like I got to learn more about yeah, this shit, it. you yeah. know? Hell yeah. Because if they strip everything down, then at the end of the day, the society structure was still remain like who's the biggest man real shit and if there's no more money it's like who's the manliest man like who could beat up all the other men who could actually save all the women and like create a stability where the women could then maintain and then create a village and right 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 that's a fucking fact bro because i i do think we've gone a little too far away from yeah. that from nature from nature yeah, because definitely. so on the same weekend like my the wi-fi of the place wasn't working and i was like you know what fuck it i'm not supposed to have internet this weekend you know yeah. and i'm like when i'm as such a silly example as it sounds is like bro me having no internet didn't yeah. change anything like bro life continued exactly, like yeah. and like imagine if I'm just like, oh, my whole life is an internet persona, and that's gone. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, there, yeah. There's uh, there's so much more in terms of just the simple shit. No, I agree with that. Because at the end of the day, if you have a lot of money, right, what are you going to really do with it? It's easy. Most people that win the lottery, they blow the money. But it's, yeah, man. It's because they don't know what to do with it, and they don't know enough about life to be able to actually just live after comfortably. I'm saying that that's the learning curve is losing a million dollars. Exactly, bro. You're absolutely right. I feel like there is something to be said for just like physically learning shit with your fucking hands yeah. and like, you know, you know whatever it is. Chopping down a tree. Yes. Cut down some firewood. Use an axe. Use a chainsaw. Chainsaws are brutal. If you don't know how to use a chainsaw, it'll kick back. It'll that's stay real stuck. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not a smooth tool, nah, bro. It's not. It's not like you like you see a guy use it that knows how to use it. You're like, oh, I can do that. I talked to someone about this, and they kind of influenced me a bit. I wonder if you kind of live a similar way, where it's like there's easier options. To an easy example is directions. Like, I know I could just like GPS this whole way, but let me see how, if I can get there just by like. Okay. old fashioned i feel like that type of thing can be good where it's like let's see i'm not going to take the easiest way here like i want to challenge myself a bit more not necessarily with the directions that was just an example yeah. but you know what i'm trying to say where it's like i, I could pay saying. for someone to change my tires yeah. but let me try to change them myself yeah. you know what i'm saying but then it becomes uh once you know how to change it it's your life now do you have the time to change it? 
is it cost effective to just pay someone to change it? That's a fact. And then you keep doing your job or whatever. The guy changes it by the time it's, you're done. It's done. You can go drive your car. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's a, it's, it's like it's, it's like what are you prioritizing? So it's like yeah, you should learn some some stuff and you should perfect some stuff. But what you choose to perfect should be like very carefully adapted to your life and where you are in life. Because if you're rich and stuff, yeah, yeah, you should learn. You should learn how to do all that stuff. Yeah. Because you have all the time to do it, right? But if you're on the come up, then I, you know, I have to be like, oh, I have to do this for an hour. I have to do this for an hour. I have to go here. I have to go there. I have to do this and invest this. I have to do this and invest this time to make the money to invest into this to then sit down and learn about this so that I can do stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's so when shit. you're going through that, you don't necessarily have the time to learn certain things, and that's the rudeness of life, but uh, you should really aim to be in a place where you can learn stuff. You broke that down very well, bro. I like that a lot. Thanks. It's very, you know what, that's not even your... Like it's not even an opinion; it's just true. Like you gotta pick, you gotta pick and choose yeah, certain yeah. shit, you know. For sure. And the problem is that uh, that's the thing with NPCs, for example, right? The idea behind the NPCs—they're not picking anything; they're just just there. Whatever is bling, and it's like okay, bling. Okay, I have to go do this now. And it's like if you really, even as simple as if you did that reversed way, you would have gained time to be with your children. But because you thought of one thing and then you have to do that and then to the next thing. For example, my mom, professional grocery shopper. <laughs> she makes a list. She knows how much she's going to spend. She knows where the items are in the grocery store that she'll make the list in the order that she's going to walk through the grocery store. So by the time she walks through once, everything's in the cart. Next people, their list is all over the place. They'll make a list. They'll try and. All over the place. They're in the fruit section. Fruits are the fifth thing on their list, so they go get crackers. Then they come back and get fruits. Then they go get milk. And then they come back and get the next vegetable, right? That's not efficient at all. Right. So it's like, it's the same thing in life. You kind of have to not be an NPC and plan things and actually have an initiary and actually put attention behind the things you're doing. Intention. That's the key word, bro. It's a good word, yeah. I do feel like a lot of uh, a lot of modern society is just about coasting, you know, like just yeah, going through exactly. it, not oh, yeah. like dealing with it, not even like learning about it. Most people, that's why they're taught to live, right? Yeah. Don't ask. That's what school is about. Just do it. Right? Be yep. here on time. Do it. Then Why? I had some good teachers, right? Like, one of my favorite teachers, shout out Monsieur Bertelli. He got kicked out of the school because he said some anti-gay stuff, which is even funnier. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he used to say in his class, you guys can cheat all you want. But if I catch you, it's automatic zero. And I, to me, that's a big lesson in life, you know? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, oh, then I have people that started doing crime. Like, friends that started going into crime. It's like, I tell them the same thing, like, if you're going to do criminal activities, do it all you want, but don't get caught. Right? Because getting caught is the actual penalty within the whole idea of doing it. At the end of the day, you should do things with less risk and more reward, like starting a business. But not everyone has that knowledge. So it's like whatever you do, you should really try to do it to your best ability. And your best ability is not necessarily what you were told. It might be cutting corners. It might be looking at the bigger picture 
and finding your own route. I like that. Because uh, that's also, I feel like it's a lesson in your actions have consequence. Yeah. And sure. your actions have, like you said, potential reward. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. That's huge for a kid to... I wonder if... if uh, I bet some of your friends didn't understand that. I bet they were just like, oh... Of course. No, I have a lot of friends that, like, did some madness. <laughs> some madness. Like, my friends just told me that one of these guys that we still know stabbed... Like, he went psychotic. So he ended up in a mental hospital, and then he stabbed someone in the throat. Like... And I don't talk to him anymore or anything. But just hearing that, it's like, damn. That didn't have to happen. Like, I chilled with him. I, like, That's some trippy shit about <laughs> growing up, right? Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I think about that too, bro. I, I grew up with guys that, like, maybe not that exactly, but wild-ass yeah. guys. And I'd be thinking back. I'm like, hey, when we were 15, 16, like, we were smoking weed together and shit. We were chilling. Yeah. They just went a little bit further down a direction. Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't. But it wasn't that far off, bro. Like, it could have gone either way. You know, at that time, you don't know that. But it really was. <sighs> you do know, though. I mean... You do. You, yeah, you, you, I had good parenting, I guess. Because my mom told me, too. like, yeah, if you do that shit, like, you know what? Try to tell my friends soon, but... I've yeah, never seen this mix, this. by the way. Ray and uh, coconut, coconut water. water. That's real shit. In Jamaica... There's a lower percentage of crackheads, but there's a higher percentage of rumheads. Yeah. How could you not be with the beach and but shit? But I've never read. No, it's like, it's like way crazier than you think. Okay. It's like, see this bottle of rumhead? We'll drink two of these a day, right? That's a lot. And eat one fish and maybe like half a cup of rice. And that's the and daily. And they tell you that what they're running off all day is rum, right? And they'll tell you why they're able to do this is because they chase the rum with water. So all day they're drinking water down 64% rum, where they probably water it down to the point where it's 40% rum. So they're drinking 40% liquor all day. And by the end of their day, they're fucked up. <laughs> they're pissing themselves. They're there on the, cause, cause boys can have like lottery, like, uh, like casino machines. They're there at the casino machine. They're just there. They're slopping around. It's like crackers in downtown, but it's just rum heads all over the place. And it's like crazy because they wake up at 6 a.m. and they go to the bar because the bar is open at 6 a.m., which and is also fucking crazy. do it all again. Yeah. That is an interesting yeah. diet. The first man. of the month. The Ray diet. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's actually crazy. So then the next best thing is to use coconut water instead of water because some of these people don't have clean water. Yeah. Coconut water has electrolytes and all the goodness inside of it, too. So. I like that, man. Drink healthy. Yeah. Love that. Shout out to Gingerbread, man, too. Yeah. Put me onto the coconut water. Oh, coconut water is a life like efficiency. Like That's the best place to get water. My friend was just telling me yesterday. I have a friend called Ugly Coco. Shout out Ugly Coco. He should come on here, too. That's a fire name. He'll tell you about the name, but I gave it to him. Uh... This guy said literally that human beings should only consume water from watermelons and coconuts. He's showing me how I'm allergic to watermelons and I'm black. Ha ha ha, it's funny. Um, he's showing me how a big watermelon could have like four liters of water in it. And it's like, that's blowing my mind because like, if you eat that in a day, you don't need to drink water. True. And then there's all the vitamins and other things. And then it's the same with coconuts. It's got what you need right there. Yeah.
Bro, that goes. I I fuck with that, man, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about the just being more sustainable with your hands, like being able to use your hands. I want to be like that more with what we consume as well. For sure. Like, fam, I love the idea of growing shit. Yeah, definitely. And eating it. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I was at the grocery store recently, and I saw that there was uh, garlic cloves from China. Yeah. Which is crazy, first of all. And then they yeah, were all, uh, all... All garlic is from China, mostly. It's like, it's crazy because we grow garlic in Ontario, and I know this because I have farmer friends, and we send out most of it to the U.S. because it's cheaper for the economy to buy the garlic from China. I know. Isn't yeah. that fucked? And the garlic, <laughs> Chinese garlic is everywhere, even in France. Bruh, and it looks, it's pure white, like it's cl- too clean looking, it's too perfect. <laughs> it it all looks the same in the little thing. It, it looks exact, it looks like a pack of cigarettes, like it's the same size. And honestly, I don't know why that hit me like very recently. It made me sick to think about it. Like, Of course, you've seen the, the crazy videos? No, I could only imagine. Oh, I have my phone, but I can't even find them because it's like three years ago. There's a video of a factory in China. I could probably find it if I look this up. Where they fabricate fake rice out of plastic. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. It doesn't see none of the shit surprises. You see it at the end; it's going in the bag of rice, but like the whole time, it's like they're melting plastic bottles and yeah. stuff. They break it down chemically so it absorbs, I guess, and it looks cooked. And then boom, boom, boom! It's little pallets, little pallets, little pallets. Next video I seen recently. Uh, you know the dipping paint. Mm-hmm. When they dip it in the paint, yeah, same principle. It's like a water, and then this guy just pours a liquid in the middle, right? And then he has the liquid. It's kind of white, greenish. He punches it down, then he pours the next. Uh, then it p- comes out as as a ball. It kind of looks like wax. Then he puts the next layer. He puts the ball in it and punches the ball, and then it's again and again and again. At the end, iceberg lettuce <sighs> cuts it open. Different layers. Lettuce. Jesus. And I'm like, this guy just made lettuce? Like that one episode of Spongebob where they're baking crappy patties <laughs> yeah, out yeah, the machine. Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. Jesus and Christ, people, bro. People probably eating that, too. Like, I probably eating that. Now, and thinking that it's healthy. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm eating lettuce. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a nice salad. I'm eating healthy today. Yeah, exactly. It's even worse. It's even worse. So that stuff is scary. It's terrifying, man. That's why I think, like, the older I get, the more I, I do feel for that, like, organic. All right, let me put you on the next one, then. Don't buy meat from the grocery stores. Meat? And meat's a whole other category now. Don't buy meat from the grocery store. Ground beef, I never buy from the grocery store anymore because i seen a video... And this was like a video of people in the U.S. And so they're saying it's privatized, but it's the same thing. That's why here, that's why every no frills has like Jody's no frills. You know what I'm saying? Right. Michael's no frills. Right, right. It's like right? franchise. Sarah and John's no frills. Yeah. Like those guys make the decision in the no frills. If you take all brown, like expired beef and fresh beef and you grind it 50, 50%, it looks like fresh ground beef. But one is expired. So inside of your fresh ground beef, you have expired beef. If you take that brown piece of steak, you know, that's all brown at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not actually like bad, right? It's still like edible. Yeah. It's not, it's like oxidized. There's stuff, no right? nutrients in exactly. there. Exactly. They take it, they dip it in the fresh blood of freshly cut meat. And literally the guy's doing this in the video and the brown steak turns red. It looks nice and juicy. I'm like, 
guy's nasty. He's saying all the meats that are already seasoned. It's usually very high potent smelling seasonings, barbecue sauce, lemon, thyme. That's because the meat smells like ass and because it's going bad. So they put bare seasoning on it. So you buy it with the seasoning and then you put it on your barbecue grill and it's nasty meat. They, they put the mask on it. Now I need to go to the, after that, butcher. You see the guy cuts the pieces, the legs yeah. off the chicken. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. This is what we need. Like, And in France, it's mainly that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw in Italy they banned uh, some Beyond Meat or not some like they banned some type of meat that's obviously not meat. Like some processed yeah, meat. Yeah, processed meat, exactly. And it's like, you know what else is crazy about that though? How much more expensive is the good quality shit? Yeah, here Way it's more. crazy, bro. Here it's actually nuts. So it's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do, you know? <laughs> Eat beans. Eat beans, Eat beans that bro. you grow. Growing beans is actually crazy too. Yeah, yeah. like my one of my best friends. So he has a son. So he inspires me because he has a son. But uh, he's Italian. Mm -hmm. His grandma's fully Italian. She's the one that moved here and had his dad here and stuff. Her garden is like paradise. Yeah. Everything in there: cucumber, zucchini. She uses the flowers that grow on the zucchini plant to make zucchini fritters. That shit Delicious. tastes amazing. Beans. All the spices, thyme, oregano, basil, all that stuff. Tomatoes, yeah. all different types of, types of tomatoes. The ones that look all crazy and ugly, that are super juicy. The Roman ones, the baby ones, all that stuff. Even weed in there, bro. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Absolutely. She's just green thumb perfectness. And then we go there and we eat and everything comes from it. It's great. It's actually, it just tastes better. A hundred percent, bro. it's also grandma cooking. So it's like grandma cooking with grandma grown cook like foods. So it's, it's like, it Jesus Christ, yeah. That's real shit, bro. I'm I'm Italian. I, uh, like, and you know what's fucked, bro? I feel like I've gotten too far away from what the ancestors were doing. Facts. Like, no, nah, I gotta, gotta restart, man. Yeah, gotta yeah. restart. It's like, I, I like a city. I like a dirty city, you know, but... We gotta get some more organic, like. No, oh, yeah, first. You know, it's a fact. It's a combo. Food. And it's like people that it's like I know a lot of people like this, but some people don't drink tap water. I drink tap water. I don't care because I believe that my body will just get strong if I don't die. Facts. But if they wanted to kill people internationally, it'd be easier to put poison in the water bottles than in the tap water because tap water the like system for your sewage system and so your, spread out you know what i'm saying your plumbing system is municipal yeah every little area of the city every different area code you know what i'm saying it's different yeah but everybody is buying the bottle bottled water you know so it's like boom let's just cut the <laughs> bottle i'm drinking it down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm drinking it down it's like bottle. i'll drink bottled water too because i don't think that that's really what's happening or else people would have died already but like people that are scared of drinking water from the tap, just understand that when you take a shower, that same water exactly. is getting absorbed by your body. Exactly. So, you're already fucked. <laughs> you know, if you're really scared, like you're already fucked. You not take showers and be dirty, that's nasty. At the end of the day, bro, all this shit we're talking about, I think it's what you I think you summed it up well already when you're like you gotta be strong. Like as a man, you gotta be strong. And especially I think man, yeah. especially as a man. And I think what this shit is, it's supposed to make us weak. We gotta be strong, bro. We gotta find ways oh, to stay strong. I don't strong. like society how it became. I'm kinda scared how society became, but that's a whole different podcast because things I believe probably get man's cancelled and stuff. 
but even that, bro, I, I, I think I probably understand what you're talking about, but it's like, that's the other thing too. Canceled by who? Like canceled how? Like canceled where? You know what I'm saying? Like kind of the Truman Show mentality of they're not in my world anyway. Of course, yeah, because like we could still do that stuff, but then you can't publicize it. You know what I'm saying? But even you with that, and I, I know exactly. I'm just playing devil's yeah, advocate. Course, I know exactly what you're talking about. But even that, it's like you'll never win against me. No, fuck uh, <laughs> with that. Great. It's like you can't like publicize it. But again, what's gonna happen? Like, who's gonna do something? You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna get to the, like the worst. Like, if you want to play devil's advocate, yeah. Like, what is the it worst? Gets the worst is like you won't be able to teach your kids. Your kids are automatically be gonna be programmed by the programming. But you, like, nothing the, you say is gonna reach them. And it's already happened because a lot of bullshit that my parents have said didn't reach me, but in the good way. Where it's like the only reasons why I finished high school is because of my parents and I wanted their approval. Right. But when I finished high school, the random woman that owns the like school council came, shook my hand, told me I'm going to do great in life. She don't know me. She don't know my grades. I don't know her. I felt like I just wasted the last years of my life. I'm like, damn, this is what I did this for? So if I don't keep going and going dead and stuff... Really, I could have just started my journey like four or five years ago. Right. Yeah. Think for yourself. Yeah, that's what it is. I think so too, man. I, um, that's such an interesting thing. It's such an interesting thing because it's like thinking for yourself, but also choosing your battles, you know? Like, yeah, it goes to prioritizing, right? Yeah. yeah. What you said earlier as well. Like, exactly. pick the things you're going to go hard in. Yeah, because, like, a cracker comes at you in the street. If he's not really coming at you violently, if he's coming at you emotionally, you should be able to block that out and just exactly. keep going about your day, right? Exactly. That's how I've always felt about, like, why would I ever get in a shouting match with somebody? Yeah, like, the only people I really get in heated arguments with without just beating them up before I get emotional is my mom. Yeah. Because I can't. Family. I will never beat my mom up. I love her too much, and that's just so disrespectful to my whole unit of life. She, like, created me. Oh, bro. The mother. Is... So, but it's like anybody else, if you're really going to get in a heated argument with me, if I believe I'm right, I'm going to just beat you up before I get emotional because it's better that way so I don't beat you up too bad. And like that I can get, like, I help you get up type thing and be like, all right, a little I smack. just beat you up. I help you get back up. Calm down how you're talking to me, and let's have a reasonable discussion. But if you're oh, in my face, it's going to be, yeah, one, two, boom, boom, on the floor. Bruh, I 100% always believe that, like, a little smack or, a you know, a little yeah. squabble here and there, nothing wrong you with that. You watch the UFC fight uh, on, on uh, Saturday? Strickland, and yeah. I didn't watch it. I know so, he won, though. You know, so Strickland won, so I'll be watching videos about it because I don't know much about him. And this guy's, <laughs> this guy's a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was straight up be like, yeah, if you're a real man, sometimes when people get in your face, fuck it. You have to understand that sometimes you're just going to catch an assault charge. $5,000 will take care of it. You'll be fine in the long run. But you can't let no man disrespect you in your face if you're a real man. And I'm just there sitting like, damn, this guy's saying some real shit. And now he's actually the, the champ middle now. champ. So it's like, fuck. The way he was fighting was so good. You need some. You need some conch, like some controversial guys like that that are actually the best at what oh, they yeah, do. Yeah, like Andrew Tate. You need some guys like that to shake shit yeah, up. You know, because even if Andrew Tate's joking, sometimes he does it in the best way. Where like it's someone that can't argue, 
they won't be able to win against him, just like me type thing. Exactly. So it's like, hey, if you can't say anything, then you're going to have to shut up. And then if you don't, he's going to make you shut up. So yeah. Like, and I think that's an underrated thing, too, where, like, a lot of these guys that just make so much commotion and are just... Yeah. Like, bro, what are you going to do? Like, if if someone's smarter than you or yeah. bigger and stronger than you press you, like, you're then not. You go read a book or go to the gym. This exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. Guy is stronger and smarter than you. That's it. You're failing somewhere. That's what it you're is, bro. And so. I think that summarizes our whole conversation yeah. pretty well. Like, you got to be smart and strong. Yeah, of course. Physically, too. Like, of course, yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Physically and emotionally. And specifically physically if you're a man. And these women should learn how to be more emotionally strong. Because they're women and they're more emotional. So that's like, goes hand in hand. Real shit. Yeah. That's very real, man. I, I like these types of conversations. Yeah, I think about this shit a lot, oh, especially yeah. recently. Like, I'm a guy that all, all the work that I've ever done really has always been like uh like for for the even example this shit is sitting it's having yeah. hours my nine to five work is like sitting like okay. sales office yeah. type shit going to school yeah, and like shit. recently it really hit me where i'm like nah this is not this is yeah, not yeah, i've been shit. doing physical showers been yeah, playing shit but like i'm like no 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 this, this is not gonna work for me like i gotta do more shit oh, man yeah, for sure like me after high school i did construction and blah 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 even like the audiovisual work is very like intensive so, it's good. I like it. I like it working outdoors more than just working indoors. So, even if I was sitting in a chair, if outside. it's outside, bro, I can deal with that. So, exact see the same. sky, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. Yeah. I'm the exact same way, yeah. bro. I'm in a way better mood if I'm outside, Yeah, man. it's automatic. Hell yeah. Especially if it's nice out. Yeah, if it's raining, like, go. You don't, no one works. <laughs> Fucking stay home. Go in, yeah. Real <laughs> shit, bro. Fuck, man. This is a, a fire conversation. I feel like we haven't really touched on the music too much, though. Like, yeah, let's do I know it. if you wanted to, yeah. like, is there anything you wanted to talk about music-wise? Anything that... Music-wise? Yeah. Like, your work-wise, Kilakiva-wise, like, self-promo-wise. Right I want to I wanna introduce Toronto to the Slizzy wave. Okay. Because uh, Slizzy is the future, you know what I'm saying? Which is... I believe it's going to end up being a new subgenre of hip-hop coming okay. out of New York, thanks to the help of Cash Cobain, one of the brightest producers to ever come out. Yeah, I think he's going to be the next Metro Boomin and stuff. His name is buzzing big time. Yeah, he's the most in-demand producer in uh, New York right now, so I think it's going to keep going up as he gets bigger and bigger placements. I've been talking about him to all my friends he works Since heavy I started with listening to Shawnee Bin Laden and like I love Shawnee yeah, Bin Laden bro, Shawnee, bro. <sighs> the Gabagoo kind of reminded me of a Shawnee yeah, Bin Laden style that was style. the idea so yeah that was, so that was the inspiration behind that song was just that Grinch vibe cause these guys do the whole Grinch set yep so it's like <laughs> that was definitely the inspiration behind that the latest song I just dropped recently was Situation there's no video for it but that's more sleaziness me and my friends also try to do a whole group thing called the Slizzies, YYZ. So it'll be like the Toronto version of the Slizzy movement. And so pretty much Slizzy is just being sexy and, you know what I'm saying, enjoying life to the fullest. Too Slizzy, too sexy. Uh, really, I think Toronto, the big problem with Toronto is 
it's too posh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The girls, they want to be bougie. True. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let the freaks be freaks. Like, why is there so much judgment? I don't mind. Like, we need everything in life. You know what I'm saying? Real shit. Like, a good party, you, the freaks will make a good party more than bougie girls will make Yeah, a good party. man. Let's get wild. Yeah, that's what it is. So, at the end of the day, that, the sound behind it, to me, if I can describe it, if you put it on, there's a baby that's going to be created. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a baby making music. That, I like that. That's, that's lazy. Which is, I think, again, that's happened in music before. Like, a lot of, mm-hmm. like, 70s soul and shit of like course. that. Like, that was that, that type and of so, shit, yeah, you that's, know? That's, that's a beauty behind it, because the idea, because I like to break things down, right? And it's funny because this guy Cash Cobain just said recently that nobody can make a sexy beat like him because whatever he does is special because I do agree because there's some secret sauce in there, but it's all about having the sample, right? Because it's yeah. bringing back those songs that yeah. were actually baby-making songs, yeah. right? And you bring them back with the newness of nowadays so 808 so heavy low end music you know what I'm saying and then the the high end is in the vocals yeah. right the vocals are driving tempo more than just the beat itself yeah and then the lyrics just put it all together very graphic and yeah and it exactly. just puts people puts girls in the movie really. you know what I'm saying turn a bougie girl into a freak is the idea yeah bro I fuck with that style I like Shawnee a lot I like um even some of the Detroit guys, like, they kind of are on that shit, too. So, yeah, not Detroit. But, no, yeah, Shiny is more Grinch stuff. Yeah. Then there's the Slizzies. It's, like, Cash Cobain, Child Charlie. Um, My young Lon- guys put me onto them. Yeah, Lonnie Love. And Vante, the singer, is the newest, but one of the sickest and one of the ones I love the most is addition to the Slizzies. You know, then there's the guys that rock with them, like B-Jax, that does some type of Slizziness, but it's more just... Jersey Club, because if I had to define the genre itself, it would be a mix of R&B and more new school, like 2000s, late 90s R&B, mixed with Jersey Club and hip-hop or new school New York trap. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good, that that is a good breakdown. That is what it is. That's the breakdown from the professor. Shout out to the professor, man. I'm fucking with that. Fucking with that. Not sure if you want to talk about this. I just curious. How long you been growing the hair for, bro? Sixteen years. Yeah, that's that's got some yeah, some history. Yeah, I was ten years old. Since ten years old. Yeah. Love that. You feel like it's a part of you. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I don't want to cut them. If I tell people if you cut them, I'm gonna have to cut your nuts off. <laughs> sure, you just be playing too much games. I'll really punch a bitch in the face if she's really trying to cut my dreads out. The girls want to cut your dreads. I will not play if your girl actually tries to like joke around, and grab scissors. I will punch. No, nah, you can't do that, bro. I, will, like, I don't care. So, no, no, no. She, no one can. No one can ca- cut your hair by you. That's unacceptable, that's, that's, man. That's what I'm saying. I feel like that's that crazy. is assault. Yeah, I don't even care if it is or not, but I will start the assault from then. So. I love that, man. Yeah. Now, nah, shout out to the dreads, man. Yeah, definitely. Fuck with that. I, I, I've heard that from other guys that have dreads where it's like, no, it's like a part of me. It's oh, a, definitely. It represents a time of my life. I don't life. fucking remember how it is to be without dreads. Fuck yeah. 16 years is a long time, bro. And I started when I was 10. Like That's more than half my life. Like, I don't know. Where the, not dreads, bro. I don't remember that shit. It's like a hassle to try to remember. 
Yeah, no. That's <laughs> just your life now. Yeah. And also, like, to be a rapper, like, your your look has to be unique, too. Yeah, I, I feel guess. like you have a well, really... my dad had dreads, right? Because he grew up in the reggae industry and stuff. And it's like, I had a lot of older head Jamaican mans tell me that never cut your hair, be like Samson, all your energy, yes. you'll have more strength, blah, 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 blah. It works. It's a lifestyle. It's uh, simpler and cheaper than going to the bar, bro, and then. 100%, bro. That shit's expensive. You know what I'm saying? My mom used to do my hair, and I have a couple of shorties. So I'll be like, go, come, do my hair, and then come, smoke the woods. Then I have a fresh braid up, then I go out, and I talk to more shorties. So, you know what I'm saying? It's good. There you go. You know I like that, bro. <laughs> I like that a lot. What uh, What's up next for Killer Kiva? Hopefully, uh, Cash Cobain plays, man. Mm. Hopefully. Has he been here yet? No, but Charlie has. Some next guys brought them, so I don't know if they had a good experience, but they, I didn't bring them. I'm saying I'm the most lizzy in my city, so if there I brought go. them, it'd be different. Akila Kiva, Cash Cobain, Charlie. Yeah, even just Vati the singer. Even just be, I feel like, so, one of, like, few of my first musical idol, probably Dr. Dre. Because I wanted to be a producer before I wanted to be an artist. And uh, a lot of people don't know that Dr. Dre songs are also samples. Mm-hmm. They just replayed on the keyboard and set the different instruments. And stuff okay. Like that. That's crazy to me because it's like, that means just all of rap is samples. Even when it breached into not being samples, because that's kind of what Dr. Dre did. It was still samples. Yeah. Dr. Dre found... 50 Cent, who found Eminem. He put on all of NWA. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. It's like, all of that, the production-wise, he even he even sought out Kendrick Lamar to yeah. work with him, right? Yeah. That's inspiring to me, because at the end of the day, he's never just, he's never really a rap, rapper. Even on Still Dre, it's a known fact, Jay-Z wrote the verse for Dr. Dre for Still Dre. Yeah. So it's like, He's all about making a great song. DJ Khaled is also an idol, but in a way where, you know what I'm saying? He has the keys and he, he God did, you know? Because God really does. Like anything that happened, like he does. He, God does. You know what I'm saying? It's not even just God did. He's still doing so, like God does. But he, his collaborations, in my mind, are too money grab. Yeah. DJ Khaled It's not music focused No It's not music you're gonna play In the basement At like 3am Exactly Like when you're off It's literally to sell to clubs Yeah Or to commercials Or to movies Exactly Which He's done well for himself But it's not to a Yeah but he has opportunity To do this stuff for the music I agree To take people that Are not so big But culturally Affecting Like Cash Cobain Yeah and someone that got really big and is doing it just for the industry, like Sway Lee, for example. Yeah. Like, Sway Lee is fully Spider-Verse now. 
<laughs> oh, big, big, big facts. Which is crazy. Like, big facts. It's crazy. That's why guys like, I don't know if you're fans of their music, but like guys like Alchemist are very important. Of course. Because he, I watched, uh, he put out a sick vlog like two want, days I ago. I definitely want to work with him. He's on like the producer list. Of- I, I love him to death, bro. But I, and I just love his spirit because he's done everything you can do, but he's done it his way. Like, exactly. Or he said this in a vlog. If you didn't watch it, I highly recommend it. It's on his channel. He was in Amsterdam. And uh, he's just smoking, chilling. It's just his life in Amsterdam for a couple of days. And he was in some uh, record store and they did a little meet and greet. And he's like, I've been working with this record store for years and they're not the biggest store. They're not the yeah. biggest brand, but hey, I could smoke in here. Exactly. They're cool as fuck. They got the good shit. I've been approached a million times about like bigger, better opportunities. Nah, man, I got what I need here. What's the worst thing that would happen if I smoked in here? I get evicted. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm right. sorry. I'm a smoker, to too. And No, I appreciate you asking. Lock the door, excellent dog. Nice. For part two. For part two. There's like accountants and shit here. Gangster. Yeah, yeah. Let's go talk to them. I'm down. It's after hours now, but oh, yeah, if you come tomorrow at 9 a.m., <laughs> you know they'll be here. But uh, that's the shit I'm talking about. Of like, It's not about the biggest, for, for in my opinion. Yeah. It's about realist like yeah. does it fit what i want my morals principles you know that's facts and so shout out alchemist long story short yeah he's like big culturally huge you know what i'm saying from everything he did with everyone he worked with from like mf doom and stuff to now griselda and stuff yeah action bronson yeah crazy legendary yeah. bro action bronson is so legendary love action bronson that he's in the ufc game mm. ufc4 you could beat niggas up with action bronson He's I'm a, sick at that game, so I always do because he's not the best fighter in the game. But if you're good, pick Action Bronson, bro. Beat some people up. Do fuck it for yeah! The culture. And he's a great example of someone that could actually fucking yeah, beat your ass, beast, and he's bro. smart as fuck. Yeah, that's a fact. That's real shit, man. Um, yo, I really appreciate your time, bro. For sure. What uh, What's your IG and all that? Like, how do people find all you? Right, so it's Killer Kiva, K I L L A K I V A. It's really simple. You put that in Google. I'm put, put that, that on YouTube, the screen. Put that on Spotify. Put that in IG. Put that on Facebook. Put that in Apple Music. Put that in whatever it's going to be in the future. If you're able to access the fourth dimension, put that in the fourth dimension, and you'll find me still. I'll be there just chilling, roaming, and Drinking stuff. Drinking some Ray. <sighs> Yeah, what I do in the Smoke fourth it. dimension is much more important, but yeah, yeah definitely. Love them, bro. Any uh, any last words? Anything you want to promote? Today is a great day to be alive. Every day is a great day to be alive. Be more grateful and thankful to be alive, and things will come your way more. Uh, I have some more music coming out on the Slizzy Vibes, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, just look me up and see what I'm doing at the moment, because I could just be... In bed with your girl, like, on IG. Like, just go look just to check. Never know. It's very possible. Maybe likely. You know what I'm saying? So Real shit. Yeah. Appreciate you, fam. Killer Kiva, bro. Follow the boy. Uh, Like, comment, subscribe. You know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Let's fucking get it, man.